This is People Every Day. Coming up, much ado about Dune, a deep dive into Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya's futuristic new blockbuster. Plus, new details of what happened during the tragic shooting on set of Alec Baldwin's movie Rust, and a Hollywood relationship roundup worth all the hard eye emojis. It's October 25th. Hi there. Welcome back to People Every Day. It's me, your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Monday, a cold and drizzly one out where I am. Well, I need to kick off with some sad news today. Friends actor James Michael Tyler, who is best known for playing Central Perk barista Gunther on the hit show, has died following his battle with stage four prostate cancer. Last we got to see him was during the reunion special, which he attended virtually due to his health struggles. And now tributes from the cast have poured in in the wake of this news. Jennifer Aniston shared an image of the two of them together and wrote, Friends would not have been the same without you. Thank you for the laughter you brought to the show and to all of our lives. You will be so missed. Tyler was 59 years old. In other serious news, there's a small update to what we know about Brian Laundrie, Gabby Petito's fiancé, whose remains were found last week. His family's lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, says his autopsy results are inconclusive and his remains are being transferred to an anthropologist for further investigation. Bertolino also tells people that his remains will be cremated and there will be no funeral service. In much lighter news, love is trending upward in Hollywood, starting with Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum. The wildly attractive pair have been rumored to be dating for a while. Um, They gave a little more credence to those rumors recently, though. They were spotted holding hands while grabbing lunch in New York City. And this is where they've been busy filming Kravitz's directorial debut called, well, Pussy Island. Moving on to HGTV's Tarek El Moussa and Heather Ray Young. They finally tied the knot at a hotel near Santa Barbara, where they were surrounded by family and friends. People.com got the exclusive image from the happy day, and El Moussa told People, I'm excited to live this life with her. We've got the two babies, referring to the children he shares with ex-wife Christina Hawk. We have a family, and we have a very bright future. Well, mazel to them. Also, Meta Walker, the 22-year-old daughter of the late Fast and Furious star Paul Walker, got married over the weekend as well to Louis Thornton Allen. It happened on a beach in the Dominican Republic, and I love this. Standing in for her dad, Walker's friend and co-star Vin Diesel walked Meadow down the aisle. So sweet. All right, that was love and marriage. What are we missing? Uh, babies. We're missing babies. <laughs> Actress Jamie Chung and husband Brian Greenberg are new parents. Not Not to just one, but two little ones. Greenberg announced on Instagram that they recently welcomed twins, sharing a video and writing, we've got double the trouble now. And he added his wife, of course. I remember back in 2019 when Chung opened up to us about freezing her eggs. So this is just extra sweet news. And now it's time to dig in to this next update. Over the weekend, lots of news came out about the misfire incident that happened on set of Alec Baldwin's new film, Rust, last Thursday. Baldwin is holding a prop gun that some reports say contained live bullets that discharged 
killing the director of photography, Helena Hutchins, and seriously injuring the film's director, Joel Souza. We know Hutchins' family is gutted and still reeling from the loss. And as for Baldwin, a source tells people he's leaning on wife Eladia right now. According to the source, quote, the grief and trauma for him are unbearable. Alec is still in shock and his heart is completely broken. He's doing his best to cope and is leaning on Eladia and the kids for support. Obviously, what happened here is devastating for everyone. Well, there are still so many questions, but People has acquired a new affidavit concerning the incident. It sets the scene and the series of events that led up to everything that happened. And the director, Joel Souza, who was shot in the arm, has shared his recollections of what happened. Here to break down this latest information is the man who's been keeping us all up to date on it, People.com Movies Editor. Nigel Smith. Hi, Nigel. Hey, Janine. Well, let's jump into the updates here. We still don't know exactly how something like this could happen, but now we do have a clear sense of the series of events that led up to all of it. So, Nigel, can you set the scene here? What exactly did director Joel Souza tell the authorities? Yeah, so we got a copy of the affidavit that was filed on Friday, and it contains a lot of information that we've been wanting to know, uh, mainly via Joel Souza, the director who was shot He told authorities a a lot of stuff about the fact that uh, everything that was reported on Friday about the set being very, very minimal, about them having all new hires on set due to some union disputes. That was all true, according to Souza. It all took place inside a church building where Alec Baldwin was actually rehearsing for a scene in the film and was not actually filming. So the cops have no footage to to work from regarding the incident because there were no cameras rolling at the time. And mm-hmm. according to Sousa, Baldwin was sitting on a wooden pew facing towards the camera and was doing what's described as a cross-drawing technique with the weapon. And he was pointing the revolver towards the camera lens. And that's unfortunately when it went off. So what about the the armorer and assistant director. Um, So did the affidavit say anything else concerning their roles? I mean, the person who gave him this gun. Yeah, there were two people involved, according to the director, who told cops that the assistant director, Dave Halls, grabbed one of the three prop guns that was set up by the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez, from a cart outside of the structure due to the uh, COVID-19 restrictions on the set because Mm. those are obviously still in place. And Halls was handed the gun, uh, handed the gun, I'm sorry, to Baldwin and yelled cold gun. And cold gun is an expression used on set that indicate that the prop gun did not have any live rounds in it. And um, we're going to be exclusively running shortly a photo showing the weapons table um, containing a few guns on set And it's completely unattended. Stephanie Bauer, I just have to ask you this before I lose you. Our special correspondent for People, the TV show, talked with someone, a part of the production team. So apparently there were quite a few red flags leading into all of this. So, Nigel, what did the source tell her? Wow. Well, the source said a lot. The source really went into the specifics about the non-union people on the set, the huge turnover rate, and how Mm. all the people brought on to the set weren't that familiar with all the safety protocols that were put in place to make sure something like this didn't occur. So tell me about Gutierrez, the the armorer. Yeah, well, according to some earlier reports, um, 
it was believed that the armor actually got replaced with someone inexperienced, um, you know, possibly leading to what happened. But according to the source uh, who was on the crew that day, um, they told people that, in fact, um, the armorer actually was there from day one. Uh, Gutierrez was, was working on set, but that this person alleges that they were very not clear exactly um, about what their position on set was. Our, our source says she never said, hey, I'm the armorer, no one t- touches these weapons but me. And the source goes on to say that there's a lot of times where the cart that had the weapons was uh, exposed. And as you can see in the photo that people exclusively broke, um, that was the case. So that just goes to show you that even before all of the crew walk-offs and the replacements, that the overall safety on the set of Rust was actually already in question long before all the crew changes. Wow. Well, in regards to all of these claims, we should note that a source close to the production did tell people that the set of Rust was Union and Guild certified, and that by 10 days into the production, three different full-set safety meetings were held, including one that took place the morning of the incident. People has reached out to everyone involved for comment on this. And Nigel, thank you so much for hopping back on to dig into this story with me. Of course, and hopefully we'll have more answers soon. Next up, we dig into all the buzz surrounding this past weekend's number one movie, Dune, and you get to hear what the stars just told people about it. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Hi guys, I am back now. And if you're looking for an epic new series to binge, you're in luck. Dune, the long-awaited film adaptation of Frank Herbert's 1965 novel, dropped last week. The books have a cult following, and if this weekend's box office numbers are any indication, the films will too. I'm excited to watch because it stars two of my faves, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, and they just gushed about working with each other on this project the last time people caught up with them. When Zendaya was there, it was quite easy because she brings such a good energy and <laughs> it was... You know, right, exactly. uh, you know, in in between action and cut, we were going ten thousand percent. But then we were having <laughs> dance parties with all the actors, Javier Bardem, you know, everyone. And um, Denis was so passionate about it. Everybody was so passionate about it. And fans of the book are excited, too, because the adaptation sticks close to the storyline. Just ask Abu Zafar. I'm one of the biggest Dune fans out there. I had high hopes for this film and this movie delivered. It's spectacular, it's gorgeous, it's well-acted, the score is amazing, and the story completely makes sense. If you've never read Dune, this movie will still be a blast for you. And if you're a huge Dune fan, like me, or even just 
your average Dune fan who likes the book casually, this is going to be a treat. Nice. Well, joining me now to talk even more about it is EW's Shayna Crockmull. She's seen the film, interviewed the cast, and is responsible for creating that magic hour photo shoot of Zendaya and Timothy that's breaking the internet. Shayna, diving right in, can you give us a quick summary of what the film's about? Dune is the long-awaited adaptation, not the first, but definitely the best, of a novel from the 60s uh, that really paved the way for almost every sci-fi classic that you love now. If you love Star Wars, if you love Star Trek, if you love Game of Thrones, there's a reason, and it's because many of the best elements of all of those are drawn from this original text. So the story of Dune is uh, about one powerful family, the House of Atreides, who is charged with trying to take over this desert planet and continue to extract money (laughs) from mining the minerals, uh, the sort of powerful dust called spice or melange, which is a sort of mix of energy and hallucinogen, frankly. Um, And uh, Timothy Chalamet plays Paul, who is the young Duke's son. So he is, is sent there with his father, Oscar Isaac, and his mother, Rebecca Ferguson to um, kind of get the lay of the land, but it actually becomes this giant inter-family, inter-planetary power struggle. Um, And as part of that, we see his character have to really take on the idea of like, is he really ready to become a Duke? And also, is he possibly this Messiah-like figure who all of the people of this planet and other planets have been waiting for? He's also haunted by these dreams he has of this mysterious young woman who he doesn't know, who is uh, the character of Chani, played by Zendaya. What was their chemistry like? We saw this gorgeous digital photo shoot on your cover. Uh, What was the bond like between them? Watching Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya interact was great. I mean, here are these two young actors who have both been in, you know, their share of other pretty significant work, but are now really holding this giant franchise on their shoulders. This movie is quite clearly, it's introduced as being part one. It really is only half of the first novel of many novels. And while in the first one, you mostly see Zendaya in these kind of dreamlike sequences, um, if it is as faithful in part two as it has been in part one, most of that second half will really focus on the two of them. And it was great to watch them interact. You know, they they have a lot of fun. They're they're not both of them are have that kind of soulful, wise beyond their years uh, quietness to them. Sometimes they really listen. They're really thoughtful. They really want to say something meaningful about what this movie means, what it means for climate change, what it means for thinking about exploration, what it means for leadership. Like they have a lot of actual deep thoughts about it in a meaningful way. But they also have a lot of fun together. And I think we saw that, especially as we shot the EW digital covers with them, they were just there to have fun. Like they, it was a it was a really good time. We got to shoot them genuinely at magic hour. So we're there as the sun is setting, there are birds flying by in the distance. It's like this kind of perfect shot that you can't even orchestrate. And in the middle of it are these, you know, two young stars, they're having a good time. And then as soon as we turn the camera on for each of these like round, like rotational shots around them, they get very, you know, serious. Like they just have this perfect, like intense stare. It's been amazing to watch the internet 
meme every moment of that. I, I mean, we've seen so many of the different threads where like the jokes about like these are the mean teenagers at the mall or like these this is just the hot couple that's making you question everything you thought you knew about your sexuality. And and also like, re, you know, we saw a great fan edit of all of our digital cover footage into a trailer for a telenovela. Like people, I think, really connected to how they were able to turn on this incredible intensity. And that's what every take looked like. Every single take we shot with them, they were able to, as soon as the camera came on, just deliver this like scorching, beautiful focus. And then we'd cut and they would go back to laughing and teasing each other. All right, last question. Do you think people will like it? Obviously, fans of the books will love it, but it's such a dense saga. So what did you make of it? When I went to see Dune for the first time, I had no idea what it was about. I hadn't seen the earlier adaptations. I hadn't read the book. And I came out of the first screening captivated. I came home. I read everything I could find about it. I wanted to know everything about it. I was like, how has this existed out in the world? And I had no idea. And I think if you've never experienced Dune in some fashion, it's just like a wonderful discovery in front of you. It's a beautiful film. It's so well acted. Everyone in it is is really compelling. And it's like scary at times. I mean, it's intense, but it's also really, really beautiful and has, I think, a lot of relevance to the conversations we're having right now about sustainability and climate change and the future, I think, particularly for younger audiences. I would also just say it's fun. I mean, it's smart. It has the action is really great. And I, I think still probably has some really solid awards contending to do in the months ahead. Um, so I, I think audiences are going to enjoy it. That was Entertainment Weekly's Shanna Crockmull on the premiere of Dune, starring Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. For more on this story, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. Spanx founder Sarah Blakely changed the game for women's undergarments back in 2000. I know every woman in Hollywood, including myself, can't imagine hitting a red carpet without wearing a pair. And Blakely is letting her team know that without them, the beloved brand wouldn't be where it is today. Last week, the company signed a billion-dollar deal with Blackstone Inc. So to celebrate, she surprised her staff with a token of appreciation that was truly out of this world. What began with a heartwarming speech about her perseverance in a male-dominated industry peaked with a spinning globe. I have bought each one of you two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world. But that's not all. She added a cherry on top. So, with everybody's two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world, you are each getting $10,000. After that, everyone hit the dance floor. And why not? One free first-class trip for two. Plus $10,000? It's giving me Oprah giveaway vibes. So happy for them. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 